DCI's Field Pass is presented by Zildjian. See, here and buy Zildjian's low-volume L80 symbols at Zildjian.com. Your neighbors will thank you. From the parking lot. To the tunnel. Check it out. Have fun. Unleash. Let's go. To the 50-yard line. On the field. This is your Field Pass with DCI's Dan Potter. This is your Field Pass for January 2016. It happens every two years. The instructors gather. The Drum Corps International Rules Congress. They get down and dirty with the rules. Nine new rules are on the table this year. All of these are going to be clauses of discussion. And DCI Artistic Director Michael Cesario is here to explain what's proposed. There's several proposals that are almost in competition with each other. Just over six months until the 2016 competition begins, it's time for a field pass. This is your Field Pass. Here's Dan Potter. Happy New Year! Welcome to what will be the best year yet for the member corps of Drum Corps International. This year's DCI Winter Meetings and Rules Congress taking place later this month in Denver, Colorado. The directors of both the World and Open Class Corps meet every January to map out the coming season and take care of business. Then every other winter, they're joined by instructors and judges for a Rules Congress. Since 2016's a Rules Congress year, I wanted to find out what new rules are up for consideration and delve into the process of just how an idea eventually can become a rule or how it's rejected along the way. And there's no better guide to the inner workings of a Rules Congress than DCI Artistic Director Michael Cesario. The instructors gather to have caucuses where they get down and dirty with the uh, rules and what they really want to hear, what they really mean, and uh, they take straw polls. Uh, we not only break it down into music and visual, we also have the full group meet, and we also have smaller groups, just the percussionists, just the brass people. Uh, however, we need it broken down to discuss specific rules coming up. Now, one of the things you've got to remember is this is not just rules, any old rule, but rather it's part of the system. That's why the leaders of the uh, instructors are, are called the Rules and Systems Task Force, and they bring ideas. Their their job is to keep their ears to the ground, bring ideas forward into this uh, arena, and uh, one of the things they do is make sure that we have it's contextually right. You can have a great idea, but it could stand out completely. You know, I love pizza. It's nutritious, it's tasty, and all those kind of things, but it might be out of place in a five-course French dinner. So what we try to do is make sure that whatever we're introducing either fits the system or we adjust the system to allow it to fit. 
Either way, we are constantly keeping our eyes on the whole system. Where do the rules proposals come from? Different cores. And what it is is that the instructors can put forward a rule proposal. Anybody can actually do it as long as it's endorsed by the director of a voting membership core. Remember, the final vote on this is in the hands of the voting members. Usually, if the instructor caucuses all get together and have a... Uh, a meeting of some ilk where the, a vote is taken, a straw vote is taken, and it comes over to the uh, directors in a positive vote. Very rarely will the directors say no, but remember they have their own substantive discussion, and the directors are really taking the full picture, including budgets, money, touring schedules, and all those kinds of things. Often they say, we love this idea, send it to them to committee, and I want it pounded out to all the details, and then we will look at it and vote on it in a year for, say, adoption in 217. This is not an unusual process. It's pretty much how we've done things over the years. That being said, there were 11 initial rules change proposals. <laughs> uh, a couple of them were, I take it, not necessarily duplicates, but had the same intent, so you've consolidated it down to nine. Can you just give us an overview of, of what those nine rules proposals might involve? You bet, Dan. First of all, we always, the Rules and System Task Force takes a look at these and says, hold on, these three are very similar. Can we get two, these two proposers to get together? And that happened in the case of uh, proposals from the Blue Knights and from the Blue Coats, uh, very, very similar and um, on electronics. And that's one of the ones where they're defining what electronic voices mean, what is allowed and what isn't allowed. And uh, there's always been an area of um, confusion. And this makes things a lot clearer as to what they can and what they cannot do. So that's that's the good thing. Uh, and there, it will be a cause. All of these are going to be causes of discussion. But that one is the main one that was consolidated. The task force can go back to the proposers. Remember that the proposers can change a wording or an idea in the process of the Rules Congress. In other words, they may explain their uh, rule change in front of the uh, instructional community. There's some discussion, and they might say, oh, I could go for that compromise, or sure, I can insert that language. So we have um, a good discussion a good, good discussion on electronics and what constitutes legal and illegal uh, electronics. I would say that the bulk of these things here is to avoid somebody putting a click track on. Uh, we don't want something where you can press one button and it goes tick, 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 and sets the tempo for the whole core. That would obviously be something nobody would approve of. And, um, and it's not allowed. But the idea that there'd be electronic sounds or that the electronic sounds might be sampled or repeated, that's a different story. So they come up with a new way of defining things to make things a lot clearer, and I think that's going to be very interesting. There's one about scoring, allowing judges to use 0.5 in the case of some of these very tight races, so you don't see those um, subcaption ties. When you see these cores in very tight uh, contests, it's 
it's very important that we get the very smallest differential where we can. And the easiest way to do that, the smartest way for DCI to do that, is by using half points, uh, 0.5 a differentiation. I don't think you're going to see a lot of it, but I do think in close races, wherever those close races are, in anywhere up and down the uh, 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 spectrum of cores, I think wherever you see that, that's the time for the judges, and especially shows that have a lot of cores in them. That seems like that's a change that could be made with a minimal impact to anything, really, uh, other than the more clarity in, in placement. Oh, yes. It's it's better all the way around, it seems, or we're going to try it out anyway. It does require the judges to t- change their tolerances. It, you have to decide what a half a tenth looks like or sounds like. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that ain't so easy. There are a couple so, of proposals uh, that, that both have to do with uh, the second percussion judge and where percussion field judges can be. Well, this is going to be, I think, one discussion that then breaks up into several, but uh, it may be several discussions that add up to one. Um, there are several proposals that are almost in competition with each other as to what to do about percussion two. Uh, certainly, it uh, we were to break music analysis into two parts and have a brass analysis and uh, or brass ensemble and a percussion ensemble thing, uh, that one coming from Santa Clara uh, primarily, I think that we might say, well, we no longer need a percussion two. We will do all the things a percussion two does in uh, percussion analysis. Uh, the concern there is that um, percussion in the total picture is not getting its fair due in terms of educational training process. Um, this is not all that controversial, actually. How do we make sure everybody's getting the fullest credit, every every performance getting the fullest credit they can, and this is one of the ways. Now, the context question becomes, well, then what happens to music analysis because it no longer exists? So the only place we're talking about music as a whole is in GE, and there we're talking really about the effect of the music, not about how it's composed or what the puzzle pieces are in the classical sense. So there'll be a big discussion about that. I think there's many pros and many cons. That kind of seems to be a step. I mean, I thought it was all about getting an overall picture and allowing judges to cross-caption comment and that kind of thing and getting a more holistic approach to judging. This almost sounds like a separation again, of brass and percussion. I don't think that's what it's meant to be. It's meant to be how do we dig down and make sure all the nuances are there. And toward that end, the answer is at what part? Uh, I've seen some... um, an attempt at sheets. And I think that here's where the uh, uh, suggestion from the uh, Blue Knights comes in, which is perhaps like GE, uh, these two sheets could be almost identical. In GE, they are identical, but the judge comes from a different background. So you could see where if you were judging a thing called music analysis, but one person had a percussion head on and one person had a brass head on, you could see how you could get music analysis. You're using the same exact verbiage. So that 
that's another proposal that's similar but doesn't take us to as what you're suggesting, which is, is this going backwards to 1978? Uh, we have to be careful because if you get a percussion analysis judge who's sitting there in a vacuum, all the all they're paying attention to is how the percussion relates to other percussion, as opposed to how does the percussion relate to the brass, uh, and how does that relate to the whole, and the same thing with brass. So I think there's a big discussion. We've made so many uh, improvements and, and covered so much ground uh, in making these shows a whole that we want to make sure that while we're true to caption integrity, we also want to make sure that we don't stop putting shows together that make sense for the audience and for a whole. And just GE can't can't solve that. So I think it's going to be a good discussion. I think the Blue Knights have an angle on it. Uh, Phantom has one in there that has a similarity to it. There's several in there, and I think part of it is what should percussion to be? How should we do it? There's also one about changing the verbiage on percussion one. So, And that relates to yet another uh, proposal that we get those percussion and visual and brass judges off the field. And uh, brass and visual are really, uh, the way they've been trained, they do not um, probably move within the viewer's eyesight the same way that the percussion uh, judges do. Um, we've tried uh, to have them not run. We've tried not to have them, but how do you adjudicate uh, every uh, nuance uh, if you're not there with the judges? And this is what the percussion uh, folks would say is, come on, we need to get down and dirty. They need to see their faces. They need to see the sticks. And the only way to do that is to travel with the percussion line. The other folks say, nonsense. You can see it as the brass and uh, visual people do, which is along the front sideline and then up the periphery. Drills certainly aren't going to get any slower. They have accelerated and accelerated every year. And uh, not just the, the speed of them, but the velocity happening within the form relative to lines past passing by each other, and it is getting more dangerous for a judge in there every year. Do we need to act now, or is it going to be somebody's going to get seriously hurt, then we act? I think the answer is trying to find the route to judge if we need to get up close and personal. We've never tried it from a distance, a moving distance, visual and brass. Do that already. Uh, using uh technique that George Oliviero really uh, promoted called Zoom In, Zoom Out, which is essentially because the job is to is on the field is to judge small groups and individuals granted in context with what everybody's doing. But down there, you can't see everybody. You can't hear everybody. So it really is, let's take a look at these two, these five, this singular person, these ten. That's about it. And so um, one of the things that Zoom In, Zoom Out does is take a look at this person directly in front of you. Now, telescope to the five people another 10 yards away. Are they doing the same thing? You see, again, it isn't whether you or I like the rule. It's what are the cores needing and wanting to make sure that they're getting full credit. The good news, I think, for, for some traditionalists, maybe, is that uh, we're not other than maybe tweaking, uh, you know, what is sampling and some of the electronics language, possibly. There's no big instrumentation changes that have been proposed this year. Well, that big piccolo, uh, 
movement yeah. uh, has been squelched. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we, we put our foot down. I think those kinds of things in terms of, of uh, controversy, there's just not any. A lot of these are warm-up things and so on. Remember that the task force also brings things to the table. And there are procedural changes that will probably be considered at some level uh, right away that are not generally uh, sitting there because there's things that I'll bring to the uh, voting members. But there's a couple uh, ideas for how a judge might be selected or how recaps might be distributed. Uh, should we have recaps for the first part of the season or all of the season or any of the season? Um, does that, in, you know, do, do recaps uh, tell somebody how to vote? how to judge. Um, if we didn't have them and we just saw who won, you know, uh, those kind of optics, would that be better or would that be better for part of the time? Uh, I think, I think if you want different results, you need different people. And that's why the training, uh, uh programs are uh, so important. And there's changes in those initiatives as well. You're talking about having some guest evaluations, um, maybe people who are good evaluators, but aren't necessarily part of the DCI judging system. We've got a bunch of what I call Hall of Fame level teachers, instructors, people who would love to give commentary, uh, or at least could be talked into it if they wouldn't love it, um, that, uh, that we could uh, lean on to come into a show, uh, let's say San Antonio, when the shows are really solid, but not in their fully fulfilled form, and sit down for the whole day and make commentary talk about whatever suits them to talk about. And I'd love to bring in two, somebody primarily on the visual end, somebody primarily on the music end, but talk with them. But they're not responsible for any scores. And those commentaries can be open to be listened to by the cores and by the judges. So here's an independent voice saying something slightly different or maybe considering something that the judges looking at their sheets, uh, you know, with their blinders on, cash and blinders on, might be able to accommodate a little bigger. So that's one of the one of the initiatives that we're going to uh, try for the first time this year. Another one is uh, finding a time for the instructors to do recordings for the judges, not just a critique, which happens, you know, an hour and a half later than some course perform. And the staff comes in and says, well, the end of the ballad, and the judges are all shaking their heads, but nobody remembers when the end of the ballad in the first show of the night was. <laughs> this way, what you have is a recording in real time. We can hear the music. We can take a timing on it so we know, oh, about two minutes and 35 seconds into their show is what they're talking about. And they can make a point while watching their own show. I would like to have you talk just a little bit about this whole organic process. I mean, I think there are some drum corps fans who uh, think that rules are edicts from on high at DCI central headquarters in Indianapolis and that these things roll downhill to the cores. But you describe a process that where, where these rules proposals not only come from the cores, they get massaged all the way up with, with hands-on from instructors and directors from all the cores. This is very much a homegrown thing here. It absolutely is. And you use the word organic and I agree. 
there always has to be a grassroots discussion of this is something we'd like. This is not anything that directors say, I've got a brainstorm. This is something that's always put out for listening and for uh, discussion. And they can be pretty heated if you've ever been to it. Well, I know you have, but I mean, if any of our listeners have ever been to one of these things, the discussions can get pretty, pretty, pretty strong. But remember, that helps with a fraternal kind of feeling. We all went through this battle together, whichever side wins. But oftentimes, there's a really terrific compromise in the room that we didn't see coming. And that allows us to bring a mature and well-discussed proposal to the directors. And these days, when I present to the directors, I present not only the vote, it was 13 to 12 or whatever, but also here were the five major bullet points of the discussion. Here's three pro, here's two con. It was a tight one. You know, sometimes we'll say, well, you recommend or can you summarize? Uh, other times uh, uh, they really are ready to go into their own discussion about it. And don't presume that they haven't already discussed this. Uh, a lot of the directors are very, very uh, concerned and and uh, involved in what, what the rules say. But no one core um, manipulates any of these. No one group has more say than anybody else. The task force has people on it from name brand, of course, they've been with us forever with, you know, a, a lot of uh, gold medals and groups that have never had a gold medal and are working their way up and finding. Remember, now that we've got all these terrific cores, the cores are better and better and better and better. And so now they really do have staff that know what they're doing and they have differing opinions because they put together shows in different ways. The idea is, uh, as Paul Rennick would say, best should win. And we want to make sure that we're giving the courts have to give their best. The rules should accommodate that. Drum Corps International Artistic Director Michael Cesario. This year's DCI Winter Meetings and Rules Congress will take place January 28th through the 30th in Denver. DCI's Field Pass will be there to provide behind-the-scenes coverage of what gets passed and what gets bypassed. DCI's Field Pass is presented by Zildjian. Visit them at zildjian.com. I'm Dan Potter, back with another Field Pass in February. <laughs>